Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 27th of November, the 331st day of 2023. That means we're only 34 days away from 2024. While we wrap up November, we might as well remember the conclusion of early 19th century English poet Thomas Hood's poem, No. No warmth, no cheerfulness, no healthful ease, no comfortable feel in any member, no shade, no shine, no butterflies, no bees, no fruits, no flowers, no leaves, no birds, November. Historically, though a time of cooling down, the last part of November, at least within some of our lifetimes, has been momentous. This past week, for example, was the anniversary of President John F. Kennedy's assassination 60 years ago, of President Lyndon Johnson's signing the Clean Air Act 56 years ago, of President Richard Nixon's attorney J. Fred Buzzart revealing the existence of an 18-and-a-half-minute gap in one of the White House tape recordings related to Watergate 50 years ago, and most recently of Colorado District Judge Sarah B. Wallace's giant step toward disqualifying, on constitutional grounds, former President Donald Trump from the upcoming presidential ballot. Those of us who were youngsters in high school in 1963 remember that fateful afternoon in late November when we were sent home early because our country's president had been killed in Dallas, Texas. Subsequently, nearly the entire weekend involved monitoring the unfolding events, the apprehending of a major suspect, Lee Harvey Oswald, the many views of First Lady Jackie Kennedy in her pink dress stained with the blood of her husband's head wounds, the swearing-in of Lyndon Baines Johnson as the next U.S. president, the killing by nightclub owner and Dallas police friend Jack Ruby of prime suspect Oswald while in police custody, JFK's coffin in the Capitol Rotunda, the funeral procession, the gravesite at Arlington National Cemetery. Ten years later, in 1973, we would follow the Watergate affair involving President Richard Nixon declaring himself not a crook, while we would listen incredulously to reports that this president had tape-recorded himself not only planning to commit crimes, but also debriefing afterwards. Fifty years ago, the customary expression for such red-handed evidence was dead to rights. Then fast forward to a little less than three years ago when then-President Donald Trump, who has recently lost the 2020 presidential election, appears virtually everywhere through videography from a considerable distance, instigating a rally to attack the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., but consistently and repeatedly denies he has committed such an act. Heavenward, early this morning here in Down East Maine, we have November's full moon, known variously as the full beaver moon, the deer rutting moon, the digging scratching moon, the freezing moon, the frost moon, and the whitefish moon. And near this full moon will be the planet Jupiter, nearly opposite the sun as seen from Earth. Also worth mentioning is an editorial this past Friday by Timothy Templet, an executive vice president at Guilford's Puritan Medical Products in the Bangor Daily News, in which Templet cautions all Mainers to be vigilant in their approach this winter to a potential COVID surge, something to be expected to continue for years until best practices, including testing and vaccination, become the norm. Today in 1295, English King Edward I called together what would become known as the Model Parliament, 
Today in 1493, Christopher Columbus returned to La Navidad colony and found it destroyed, marking one of the earliest accounts of American native backlash as Taino cacique Cananobo led his people to attack the settlement after the brutal treatment received from the garrison Columbus had stationed there. Today in 1826, John Walker invented the friction match in England. Today in 1868, G General George <clears throat> Armstrong Custer attacked a group of Native American Indians in Washita, Oklahoma, killing, among others, their chief black kettle. Today in 1895, the legal will of Swedish chemist and inventor of dynamite Alfred Nobel established the Nobel Prize. Today, in 1934, bank robber Babyface Nelson and two FBI agents died in a Barrington, Illinois shootout. Today, in 1942, Yugoslavian revolutionary Tito appointed an anti-fascist liberation board in Yugoslavia. Today, in 1957, the U.S. Army withdrew from Little Rock, Arkansas, following racial integration at Central High School. And today, in 1942, in Seattle, Washington, Jimi Hendrix was born to a black father who was a gardener and an American Indian mother who abused alcohol and who would die when Jimi was still young. At an early age, Jimi learned to play the guitar, which would become his most prized possession, especially when he entered the Army and often felt lonely and overwhelmed as his training in the 101st Airborne Rangers became exceedingly rigorous. A year into his military service, Jimi's alter alternate priorities were attracting the attention of his commanding officer, who had arranged an early discharge, though with an honorable designation. Playing backward, back up for the likes of Isley Brothers, B.B. King, Sam Cooke, Wilson Pickett, Ike and Tina Turner, James Brown, Little Richard, and others helped Jimmy develop his chops, which some listeners found to be an interesting meeting of Beethoven and the blues. Along the way, a promoter matched Jimmy with two Englishmen to form the Jimi Hendrix Experience, becoming popular first in England and then the U.S., where they were early on booked bizarrely as the opening act for the manufactured rock group The Monkees. Jimmy's group, with its racy, raucous performance, was soon dumped from the tour, though the resulting publicity made Jimmy and crew an instant hit. Despite an unpleasant end to a brief life, Jimmy had become a mythic figure, which he had the prescience to explain thusly. It's funny the way most people love the dead. Once you are dead, you are made for life. Today is also the birthday in 1701 of Swedish astronomer and proposer of a famous temperature scale, Anders Celsius. In 1710 of Church of England bishop and grammarian Robert Louth. In 1746 of U.S. founding father who administered the oath of office to George Washington, Robert R. Livingston. In 1874 of Zionist leader and Israeli statesman, Russian-born Chaim Weissman. In 1905, of American actress Astrid Alwyn. In 1914, of American writer Evangeline Bruce. In 1915, of Dutch actress Caro van Eyck. In 1920, of American British literary agent Elaine Green. In 1935, of American session drummer, the human timekeeper, Al Jackson Jr. In 1937, of American writer Gail Sheehy. In 1940, of American Hong Kong martial artist and actor, actor Bruce Lee, in 1943, of French-Canadian poet Nicole Brossard. In 1945, of American actress Barbara Anderson and of American actor James Avery. In 1946, of American pop singer from the Shangri-Las, 
Betty Weiss in 1971 of American director Catherine Bigelow in 1951 of American rock keyboardist Kevin Cavanaugh in 1954 of American actress Kimmy Robertson in 1955 of American Bill Nye the science guy in 1957 of American diplomat Caroline Kennedy and in 1964 of American model and actress Robin Givens. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 10th official week of autumn, to the 47th week of 2023.